All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome to the show from NBC's The Voice Season 20, Cam Anthony. What is up, Cam? Yo, yo, yo. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, man? I'm feeling really, really good to be here, you know? It's been a wonderful experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot's changed. Um, you know what's interesting? Before I even talk about The Voice, when I saw your blind audition, of course, I was blown away like everybody else was. Um, but what was really, really cool when I watched the little production before you uh, did the blind, the um, the opportunity you had to sing for former President Obama and Michelle Obama. Um, yes, can we talk just a little bit about that before we get into your blind audition and kind of paint a picture for my for my listeners how that all came about? For sure. Um, so I started singing when I was about, you know, or professionally when I was about 11 and 12 years old. And um, I started putting up videos on YouTube. And I started to get a lot of traction over, you know, a few few months. And um, one of my videos had gone viral, which landed me on the Ellen Show and a few other places. Mm-hmm. But it also caught wind of the first lady, you know, Michelle Obama. And um, <laughs> so she sent me an e- or sent my mother an email and a letter to the house to uh, basically invite us to the Easter egg roll in 2014. And so um, they invited me to come sing the national anthem. And literally, that was one of the most breathtaking experiences yeah, of my life. Because, of course, you know, for a young black kid like me, or a black boy specifically, you know, to meet the first African-American president oh, of the United man. States was extremely, you know, it was extremely important. That t- that kind of representation just, mm. you know, was enough to tell me that I could, you know, go and do anything that I wanted to as long as I was, you know, doing the work to make sure that happened. So, you know, that entire moment just kind of summed up the, the work that I had been doing for the last few years or, or a few months up until that point. And, um, and then when I stepped out onto the podium, I remember forgetting what I was there to do. And so the president had to kind of like give me a nudge to, to walk up onto the podium and, and grab the mic. <laughs> and I, I fumbled for a little bit and then I began singing and I just, you know, it was like a, it seemed like you could hear a pin drop. It was just mm. so, it was like, a, you know, caught in time, caught in a moment. And I definitely was just able to really take in everything that had happened and um, just, you know, sit in that for a little bit. No pressure, right? No pressure at all. This is the President of the United pressure. States standing right next to you, the First Lady. What was dope about it is, like, he made it very, very, very cool. He was extremely personable. You know, he, he even sat down for a little bit to just talk to me um, about, you know, just working for your dreams and, and actually mm. putting in some work to, to make things happen. So I think I just, I, I appreciated the entire, entire experience as a whole. Are you kidding me? That must have been amazing. Now let me ask one more thing about that. When, so you, when your mom got the email, did she think it was legit at first or was she ever, what, 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 I mean, cause if I ever happened to me, I would be like, alright, this has to be a scan. This can't be really the, from the first lady. Right. I mean, I think she probably did. You know, she, she probably just was like, you know, this isn't gonna work. And I'll probably ignore it. Once we got the, uh, once we got the message, um, the, the letter in the mail, that's when everything was like, for sure, like, oh, this is it. Because, mm. you know, it was signed, you know, it had the seal and everything. So we definitely knew that it was definitely going down and we had to prepare for that. <laughs> wow. And I'm guessing that helped prepare you for the blind audition, which we will touch on in just a second. Um, so let's, let's, let's tell the listeners, um, how it all happened that you ended up on The Voice. So, um, I was actually just, you know, in my apartment, like everyone else was during the quarantine. And I, I had been signed to a label for seven years. So I was pretty, what is the word? I guess I was complacent with the Mm -hmm. entire thing. I was just very chill, just sitting, you know. (laughs) And so 
I I really just needed a, a left turn, and so I even those were the exact words I used with my manager. I said I need a left turn. You know, we're not. This isn't going where I wanted to yeah. go or where I needed to go. And so we decided that I was you know going to walk away from my label at that point. And that same night, I got the email from the Voice. Wow. Talking about the blind audition. So I was like, this is my opportunity to, you know, kind of rewrite the stars, per se, and like start this entire thing over and and do it how I want to do it. So they, so, so that was just like, like coincidental that, that you you decided to take a a different path away from the label and then all of a sudden the voice shows up in the email? You know, I think sometimes it's just about when we, when we decide to actually release. You know, because I had, I, there was a hold that I had on that. Oh, I see, I, yeah. I, was, I kind of felt like I, if I walked away from something like that, that, you know, nothing better would come. And I think that I'm a believer, at least, in the fact that if you, you know, if you put something out there and you really just, you've been working so hard towards something, it's going to come back around for sure. Yeah. And um, I just had to get out of my own way and, like, you know, just let it happen. Wow. That, that's awesome. That's a great, great opportunity. And obviously, you, you've been reintroduced. I mean, because for those who remembered you in 2014 at the egg, at the Easter egg roll, um, you sure like reignited everything when you showed up on national TV on The Voice for The Blind. So you sang Sam Smith's Lay Me Down. It's one of my favorite songs, and Sam Smith's actually one of my favorite singers. Um, and of course, you had a lot of different songs you could have you could have sang. So tell me about that song in particular. What was it about that song that made you wanted to sing that for The Blind Audition? Well, I think in particular, like for myself, personally, this song was a lot, it had a lot of meaning, you know, tied to my family members I had lost, in particular my uncle. Mm. Um, I lost him in 2018, and I wasn't necessarily able to be with him as much as I wanted to. And when, um, even when my episode aired for Showtime at the Apollo, actually, I was, um, he was not able to watch it with me. And I was, I didn't even, I had no idea that he was even trying to get to where, you know, where we were. So I think that entire thing just, you know, it, it can it can weigh on you for a little bit. So I wanted to kind of pay tribute to him, but also just to send out some love to people who lost someone during the pandemic. Mm. I apologize for that. Um, people who lost some someone during the pandemic, because you know this song really just talks about wanting to be there for someone as much as you can, like with all of your being, and and just to make sure that they're all right, because you know you want to take care of them. Mm-hmm. So I think it just I think the song spoke to. You know, a lot of what people were going through right now at the moment. So, yeah, man. So, what about your singing? Like, when did you know, like, hey, I'm pretty good at this. I mean, I want to pursue this for a career. I think I didn't. I didn't necessarily understand what I was doing until, quite honestly, until around the White House. I think. Oh wow! You know, given given that I was going to church for a while, I understood that it, there was an impact that came with it, and and you know. You know, singing in church, you you see that it, it affects a lot of people in a lot of different ways. You make people cry. You make people, you know, just snap out sometimes. And and I I didn't notice how important that was until I started to get people to reach out online, and they were telling me how sometimes I was I I, I apparently stopped people from you know harming themselves or in, in in a lot of different situations. And I think that just inspired me and, and just gave me that like yeah. second. Kind of like a little thought went off in my head, like, oh, this could really, this mm. could really do something for a lot of people. Like, this could be, I could be the same thing that, you know, say, a Bruno Mars or, or Michael Jackson was to me when I was younger. And so I think that was the one thing that just, like, really set me off. I love that. That's being very selfless. And that's, that's yeah, a measurement sure. of your character. 
and uh, you should be proud of that. That's really good that you're, you're in that mindset. Um, you put others first before even thinking about, oh, how much money can I make in this field? You're all about like what, you, what your music can do for therapy for people and, and change people. Yeah. That's good stuff, brother. All right, so um, Nick Jonas, John Legend, and Blake all turned for you. Um, when you were singing, I've always wanted to ask this question. So when you're when you're doing the blind audition and you're up there singing, it's a huge moment in your life. Can you actually hear the chairs turning, or or are you so focused and dialed in that you didn't really like notice who it was until the song was over with? Well, I think when I was singing, I like from my personal experience, I didn't necessarily like I, I was there. Like I usually for my performances. I, I feel like I kind of like could take a back seat to Cam Anthony. <laughs> I think recently, um, as I've grown older as well, and I, I like to practice now staying in the moment more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've just learned to just be able to sit through the through the process. So now I'm just kind of like watching through my own eyes, and I was able to see who turned around at what times and stuff like that. But I don't think it registered till the very end, mm-hmm. like what what had happened. I saw the line was um, John was blocked with kind of like, Oof, in the moment, but yeah. this is like you know you got to keep going. So far, you've made it onto the show, so that's really that's all that matters. Yeah. So now, is there a moment that you have some weight off of your chest when you do when you did notice the chairs turning? Because that is actually a pretty yeah. big thing, you know. Because either you're on the show yeah. or you're not on the show. Oh yeah, for sure. Once I mean, once Nick turned around, that was that was where you could you, you know. You could just drop the whole thing at that point. All that yeah. weight is just gone because you know you are you're on the show at that point. And then for Nick and then John to turn around right after, and then to realize that <laughs> Nick blocked John, <laughs> it's like oh, they like me. Yeah, oh, this is this is good. Yeah. So it was definitely a a, a really uh, validating experience as well. For sure, that's affirmation right there when you're using their blocks. Mm-hmm. When they're using their blocks to try to grab you, that that's a good thing. And then you had Kelly Clarkson saying she's going to steal you too if there's an opportunity. So that's even better. That was yeah. actually John who said it. That was John. That's correct. That was John. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up, man. But that definitely was a, a very you know that felt great as well. You know, I actually initially went in there um, going after John, but I think again all things happen for a reason. So this was definitely the perfect scenario for me. Yeah, you know what? I was going to ask you that. Was John Legend on your radar as your number one go-to guy if he didn't get blocked? Did you have a preconceived, you know, I'm, if John turns, I'm going to that's who I'm going to get. Was that was that through your head at all? Yeah, I, I definitely had John as my first pick. Uh, yeah. But once he got blocked, you know, I, well, aside from that, I, I did have him as my first pick. And then also part of me just was like, you know, there's a, there's a possibility that he might not be my coach, and yeah. I'll have to pick someone else in that moment. And what I decided on the stage was just to go for my gut, you know, whatever my gut said. So I was like, this is what we'll do. And that's and, was my next. and your gut told you to pick Blake Shelton, which I got to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, you can't, honestly, let, let's be real here. You can't go wrong, really, with any of those judges because they're so talented, and they, they all bring they different things to the table. Um, but I got to be honest with you. I think me and I, can, I think I could speak for a lot of people, the Voice fans, were, were a little bit surprised you did go with Blake, just because of the, you know, Blake's genre is mainly a country, you know, country singers, and and so when you picked Blake, I was like, wow, wow, he, this guy's really, you know, he, he's got an open mind about stuff. I, I thought it was great. So what was it? Was it was it Blake's pitch when he was pitching for you? What was it about Blake that made you pick him? 
Well, I think part of um, Blake's pitch was definitely something that you know I had to take into consideration. But also considering Blake's past on the show, you know, yeah. you can't take everything. All those wins. You know. Yeah. And so I definitely, you know, had that in the back of my mind. But I think one of the main things going into it was like, I would be on a team that would definitely stretch me. You know, if you think about it, going into battles or going into different rounds, like I would have to really challenge myself to, mm -hmm. you know, try to try to not necessarily fall into a mold, but also not kind of destroy it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I wanted to be, you wanted to create a good lane in the, on that team. So I think that's, that's my, my main goal for this process. And then I think also it'll stretch me just being on a country team, you know, it's yeah. outside of my normal. Absolutely. So what was going through your head like the night before the blind audition? I mean, you have, so you're, you're somebody who has already a resume in music and in performing. Obviously you sang in front of the President of the United States and the First Lady. So you come into it maybe a little ahead of the game as some of the other contestants because you had that on your resume. But how nervous were you? I mean, you're still human. <laughs> so like, like the night before, how did you sleep? Did you sleep okay? Were you nervous? What was going through your mind the night before the blind? I actually did sleep pretty well. I nice. I think, you know, I want to talk about the contestants for a second as well. Sure. And, and the staff as well, you know. Um, everybody there was just very sweet and, and, and very personable. So it made the experience such a, like a family vibe. So mm. even if I was a little nervous, when I would turn to the other contestants and the staff, everyone would just make you feel so much more comfortable about what you were doing. And we were making sure that, you know, if somebody felt you know, bad about something in their song, we're like, no, you sound amazing. You oh, <laughs> really hype each other up because we're all here to number one, touch a specific person. We're not, we're not going to reach the same audience. So I think the important part about what we were here to do was to deliver as well as we could for our own thing, because that will reach a different person in, in ways that I may not be able to reach someone. Yeah, man. So I think that entire environment was just, it, it, it bred for a great season, and I don't know if you've been keeping up, but there's some amazing talent on this season. Oh, are you kidding me? It's amazing to watch. This is my this is my tenth season interviewing the the the, the voice singers. Um, mm -hmm. So I've seen a lot. I've seen I've been around you know five six years doing this, mm -hmm. and I've interviewed dozens and dozens of contestants, and everybody so far, every the voice champion has been on my show. So hey. Mm -hmm. Hey, Cam's here, right? Cam's on this show. Um, so, yeah, yeah, the, the level of talent on this season is really crazy. And I'm guessing that, you know, at the end of the day, it's still a competition. And as you progress, you know, to, as, this, as this competition goes on, I'm guessing that because of the fact that you're surrounded by such amazing talent, it forces you to be on your A game. I mean, because, you know, you can go home just like that. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that, you know, one of, again, the unique thing about the season is that since there is this, like, family vibe, we kind of purposefully want to just sharpen each other. You know, we're trying to create the best experience for not only ourselves, but yeah. for the viewers as well. So I think that just, you know, going through this, I, I mean, I was working with, like, Christine, um, Christine Kane. She was on the past episode. I think it was, actually, no, it was the initial episode, mm -hmm. um, the premiere. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty close with her and a few other contestants, but we would just go back and forth just trying to, you know, work on different parts in our songs to make them bigger, see how we could, you know, affect change in this way and then see how it makes you feel that way. And I think just doing that with each other will just, of course, naturally make us better and make the show that much, you know, that much bigger.
That's so, great. I man. think that's that's our only goal, really. Not even aside from competition, we're just trying to to make a, a dope experience out of this. Yeah, soak it all up, man, because life goes by fast. And oh, yeah. you know, before you know it, you're in your 40s and looking around like, where my 20s and 30s go? And um, so really savor your youth and savor this opportunity, man. This is good stuff. All right, last thing I got for you because I know you're busy. Um, and but the la- actually the the second to last thing, the last thing I'll give you an opportunity to tell everybody where they can follow you on your media, social media. But what's some advice that you could share with someone who's out there debating on, you know, there might be somebody who's maybe nervous or somebody who's lacks some confidence to try out for The Voice. So what's some advice you can give somebody who's on the fence, who's thinking about trying out? Well, I think, number one, before you even jump into the industry as a whole, I think it's important that you figure out who you are and who you want to be as an artist. Um, I think one of my biggest struggles growing up in the industry was that I kind of was just placed in a position and I kind of just like fulfilled a role of Cam Anthony, if that makes sense. It does. And so I kind of built, you know, this persona almost around who he should be. And then I look up and I'm, you know, 17 and I'm ready to, you know, really take into, take, take this thing on as my own. And I can't because I don't necessarily know who I am and, and mm. the things I really like and all of that so I think it, it, it can it can really be a, a tough situation to have to you know rebrand long later down the line and thankfully you know the show gives the opportunity for you to showcase yourself in in the light that you'd like to be seen and so I think if anything I would like to tell people to make sure that they just have an idea and understanding of who you'd like to be you won't have it figured out of course because it's something that we continue to do for the rest of our lives be always changing you know but i think it's just important to understand who you are for yourself before wow. the world can tell you not only can you sing but you're a very intelligent person too yeah, uh thank you thank yes you. i really enjoyed talking to you cam um i'd like to get you to come back on the show down the road a piece as the competition progresses um thanks so much for doing this and if uh, you would tell all the listeners out there where they can follow you on your social media and if you have any websites or anything else you want to talk about before we go well, you can follow me on um, Instagram and Facebook at the Real Cam Anthony. Facebook is Cam Anthony. Um, you'll find everything else on my website at therealcamanthony.com. And I just want to say also, thank you for having me. This has been a really great conversation as well. Well, I, I'm just absolutely honored to have you on board. And also, just that, that's, I mean, I'm really just so blown away by your performance with President Obama and the first lady that that's some good stuff that, that's got to be in your first book if you haven't written a book yet <laughs> thanks cam i appreciate you buddy all right you have a good one